This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. If you have been following the current teaching series on Heavenly Authority, you know that Pastor Greg Scalzo is in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10. In our last broadcast, Pastor was discussing the instructions the prophet Samuel gave to Saul after anointing him as Israel's king. Samuel tells Saul that he would meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place, at which time the Spirit of the Lord would come upon Saul, and he too would prophesy and be turned into another man. Then he gives him a restriction. He says, verse 8, You shall go down before me to Gilgal, and surely I will come down to you to offer burnt offerings and make sacrifices of peace offerings. Seven days you shall wait till I come to you and show you what you should do. So he prophesies ahead to the occasion, and we'll understand the occasion in, the, in weeks to come when we see what Saul does as the occasion demands under the power of God. And then he prophesies ahead to that and says that something's going to happen at Gilgal. Now actually, two events follow this at Gilgal. And he tells him at those events, wait. Wait the seven days. Be obedient to wait. And God spells out right at the beginning what he wants Saul to do that Samuel must be the one to offer the sacrifice and give him instructions. So at that point, after you go and do what God wants you to do, then wait. Verse 9, So it was when he had turned his back to go from Samuel that God gave him another heart, and all those signs came to pass that day. God starts to work right there. Right there. Even before he prophesies, God starts to give Saul a different heart. The heart he's going to need to be Israel's deliverer, to be God's man. The changed heart, and oh how we need for anything we have to do for the Lord and for our eternal salvation, a changed heart. And all those signs came to pass that day. What a day. Someday he rose early and he did all this traveling and every one of the signs, Bethlehem, the terrapin tree, a table on the Bethel, and the hill of God with the procession of the prophets came to pass that day. And his heart begins to change. And verse 10, when they came there to the hill, there was a group of prophets to meet him. And the Spirit of God came upon him and he prophesied among them just as Samuel said. And it happened, verse 11, when all who knew him, now remember he's from Benjamin, so there are people there at this hill that knew him. And it happened when all who knew him formerly saw that he indeed prophesied among the prophets that the people said to one another, what is this that has come upon the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? What is this? What is this thing that's happening to the son of Kish? Remember, Kish is a very powerful, wealthy man. In verse 12, Then a man from there answered and said, But who is their father? Therefore it became a proverb, 
is Saul also among the prophets? And when he had finished prophesying, he went to the high place. It amazes them. It amazes them so much that a proverb comes up in Israel, is Saul also among the prophets? He was the type of man that would trek around Israel looking for his father's donkeys. He wasn't really concerned with religion. Not even sure who Samuel is, unlike his servant. And now he's there, he's probably on the ground, hands lifted up to the sky, and he's prophesying like these other guys. This is the son of Kish. Who is their father? In other words, he's someone from position. Who knows their fathers? They're from dubious or unknown lineage. They're just prophets. They're not from people of position. And the people of Benjamin are shocked to see this son of Kish, a more secular man from a well-to-do home, down there on the ground with those ecstatic prophets. It's a wonder to them. He's gone a little off his bean. He's taken too much of that religion stuff. Who is their father? It's a good question. Those anointed by the Holy Spirit, who is their father? The scripture shouts in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14 and 15. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Those who are led by the Spirit, they are children of God. Who is the father of these prophets? God himself is their father. Because when you are obedient, you're adopted into the family of God. The world makes fun of it. The world criticizes and mocks those who prophesy, who speak in tongues, who believe that God heals, who see visions, who have prophecies, whom the Lord gives supernatural direction to. But such that are led by the Spirit of God, who are obedient to God, who make God the central point in their lives, who are fixed on His Scriptures, constrained by his word and anointed by his spirit, those who are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. God is their father. And therefore becomes a proverb, his soul also among the prophets. So Samuel had told him that once you see these signs, now you can do as the occasion demands. And we'll see how the occasion comes up. Now he can go. Now he can do. First, there's obedience, the trek he has to make. Then there's the anointing of the Spirit. And then he can go into action. Then he can lead the troops into battle. Then he can do as the occasion demands. And we'll close as we go into the New Testament in the book of Acts, chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, And being assembled together with them, he, the Lord Jesus, this is before his ascension, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait, to wait for the promise of the Father, 
which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. They were to wait. They were to be obedient and wait. Remember, they have the, the commission, the great commission to go into all nations and preach the gospel. That's the call. But before they can do it, they have to wait in Jerusalem until they receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And the disciples have their mind on earthly things like the donkeys. They ask him, therefore, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? It's the power coming now of the kingdom. And he said to them, in verse 7, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. But, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So they'll fulfill the commission. They will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the whole earth. But first, they have to wait to receive the power from the Holy Spirit. Before you can do any work in God's service, you need that anointing of the Holy Spirit. Before you can be sent out, you have to be obedient and seek the baptism in the Spirit of God. We need the new life. We need the changed heart. We need the empowerment, the gifts of the Holy Spirit for ministry to be effective. And these men, they continued. They went back to Jerusalem. They continued with one accord in prayer and supplication, verse 14 of chapter 1. And then in chapter 2, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Just as those school of prophets. Only more so because the work of the Holy Spirit now is even deeper than the work that was done on Saul. Because now there's Jesus Christ ascended to the right hand of the Father. Now we look at our whole lives and say we're sinners. Saul doesn't know yet how sinful he is. Now we're broken. We repent. We turn. We receive his salvation. And now when the Spirit of God comes upon us, the Spirit of Jesus the work that can be done in our hearts and upon us, in us and with us, is a mighty rushing wind. The church needs the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The leaders need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we cannot lead, we cannot go, we cannot do as the occasion demands. Wait, be obedient, and pray. And if any listening to this have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord. Seek, ask, knock. 
Your heavenly Father is a good Father who desires to give good gifts to his children. How much more will he give, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Ask and seek and knock, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a real experience. And the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're real. And when you know the presence of God, and you feel that life-changing power upon you and in you, then you're prepared to do the battle, to go out and to win souls for the kingdom of God. Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus. And we ask, Lord God, that everyone who has prayed to receive the baptism, the anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that you would hear from heaven, that you would soften their hearts, that you would forgive their sins, that you would change the wrong areas, that you would take out the stony rocks, that you would straighten out the crooked roads, that you would lift up those areas of depression and bring down those areas of pride. That, Father, you would hear from heaven as they turn to the temple of your Son, Christ Jesus, as they're obedient unto your holy word, and that you would pour out your spirit upon them, that they would sing songs unto you, that they would praise your holy name, that they would lift up hands and receive your power from up high. We ask these things in the name of your son, Jesus, the Messiah. In his name we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Pastor Greg Scalzo. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Memorial Hall in Madison on Meeting House Lane. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jeshub.